What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Workrate Podcast. This is our AEW review. I'm Mike Fenn. This is Brad Hardcastle. Hello, everyone. Um, this is another. This is going to be another long one. Jam packed. Um, I'm sorry. I I tweeted it. To, I mean, I don't think Tony Khan saw it, <laughs> but <laughs> I tweeted out saying. Uh, Tony Khan, I'm trying not to do, we're trying not to do three-hour podcasts, so could you yeah. fucking cool it with all the news and the shit you're jamming into each week? Holy hell. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, we've got a, feels like our schedule's as busy as John Moxley's. I know. <laughs> Who has the craziest schedule I know. Right now. Was it, like, two or three years ago, he wrestled the most matches out of anyone in the world? Or something like that? Yeah, and this week he wrestled, he's wrestling, like, over the past two weeks, like, uh fucking like three quarters of the week yeah he's wrestling something stupid like yeah, that he's he, wrestling he's doing blood sport twice mm-hmm. in two weeks he's doing uh he's wrestling every week on dynamite he wrestled on dark he wrestled on he's going to new japan mm-hmm. this friday let's all check that out like john moxley's schedule is wild anyways let me stop this diatribe because we got to get into this because there's actually a little bit of news that i do have to cover this week okay so huge news week again uh leading off with yesterday i checked my email when i got out of bed and aw has signed paul white aka the big show what the fuck yeah i know <laughs> when i saw it on facebook i was like is this i thought it was like you know people make those memes it's like such and such is all elite in a i was like wait this is real <laughs> AEW well, posted this. I knew it was real because AEW sent me that press release. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Paul White, I know that name. Why do I know that name? Who's Paul White? They say, he's a legend, so he's got to be an old guy. And so I read the whole thing. I was just like, okay, he's going to be an announcer. Let me just Google who who's Paul White again. Holy fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I forgot Paul White is Big Show. Yeah. <laughs> who, my favorite uh, Paul White is actually the giant. So... Mm-hmm. I'm I'm pretty excited to see him back on uh, Turner Television. Yeah, because uh, like he was one of the guys that got me um, heavily into WCW. Yeah, he, when, when he, he was, was in WCW, man, doing like missile drop kicks off the top rope and stuff. Like what? The yeah, hell? he was, he was doing crazy <laughs> shit. And he's in the WCW. He was. Uh, did you know that he had gigantism or like whatever the same thing is that Andre had? I believe it. He's like what he, seven foot two. He or had the like surgery. Oh, okay. He had the surgery that Andre didn't have, and that's why Andre died. Because mm-hmm. Andre, uh, he he's old school. He thought that if you had that surgery, it would take away what's special about you, and then people won't want to watch you anymore. And it killed him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is so sad. Yeah, his documentary. If anyone wants to watch something really really good, watch the uh, Andre the Giant documentary. It's HBO, um, right? Yes, it's HBO, mm-hmm. so it's pretty easy to get your hands on. There is a uh, fair warning, like a good, solid section on Hulk Hogan. It's interesting, but it's like you got to watch like a bunch of Hulk Hogan stuff. So if you don't want to watch Hulk Hogan stuff, you're going to have to yeah. fast forward through it. The problem is that Hulk Hogan is so integral to Andre the Giant's story yeah. in North America. So That's what I was going to say. It sucks that they were so intertwined because now anytime they bring up Andre, it's always Hogan's always there. It's funny. The, because Hogan was 
my favorite wrestler as a kid, I'm able to look back at his history and separate the artist. Mm -hmm. But like, I look at him now and I want to smack him in the face. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I look at him now and I was like, that's a dirty racist. Yeah. And then like, you know, my friends that don't watch wrestling, they know Hulk Hogan because he's Hulk Hogan. So yeah. they would send me Hulk Hogan memes and stuff because they know I like wrestling. I'm like, ah, he's a racist. You should just send me Macho Man memes or something. If you want to send yeah, me an mod- old school. Like, <laughs> I don't know. All, here's the thing. All the wrestlers from that generation, they either did something or we don't know about the yeah, shit that's they true did. Too. That's true, too. Yeah, like I had a friend send me Ultimate Warrior stuff, too. I was like, oh, man, that guy's pretty sketchy if you look up. Like, even the the Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth yeah. Vice documentary, I was just like, ooh, yeah, I want to stop watching this. Yeah, You're ruining Macho Man for me. Yeah, he's pretty controlling. He was abusive, mm-hmm. straight up. He was an abusive husband. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, he could have been Snooker. Let's mm-hmm. let's just be real here. Yep. I mean, that's libel. As I'm sitting right that. here with my... Uh, limited edition Macho Man Funko Pop right next to my computer. <laughs> I fucking love Macho Man, man. I just, anyways, yeah, let's. So back to this news. So Paul Paul White, um, he is sort of buried in this. He he's not really going to be a wrestler. He's sort of going to be. I think he's going to be a wrestler in the same way that Billy Gunn is a wrestler mm-hmm. for AEW, which is not really. Yeah, like he's on he's on Dark to help put over young guys and to help train mm-hmm. and he's probably going to be in the odd angle but he's mostly being brought in to be the commentator for a aw dark elevation which uh they had been rumored to have been splitting dark in two because it's been getting too long and people can't watch it it's like people two don't and a half hours watch. yeah one. it's too long yeah it's way too long it's more wrestling than raw has mm-hmm and Raw's a three-hour show. It's wild because they don't have commercials. So yeah, it's, it's like just twenty matches and stuff. It's, there's there is it's, a point where you get too much wrestling. Yeah, exactly. And they say it's that's a similar uh, like brief that they say for it. It's a, it's going to be um, talent from AEW, unsigned top indie talent, and people who are training. So similar to. AEW Dark, I don't know if maybe it'll be focused more on AEW talent. I'm not sure. With the name Elevation, um, I imagine it'll be more like younger people and people we don't see too often. To get them well, yeah, TV like people who you stuff. want to be uh, getting the reps. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm super excited about that. I, I hope we see less jobbers and more just young people. Yeah. Like... Uh, Young future stars that we can uh, that we'll see down the road. So, so that was really cool. And tonight they did another AEW two point show, oh. which is their video game thing, that, which they say is bi monthly, sort of monthly. Um, it's just if they have news. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they talked about the console game first, and they broke down essentially how they're doing sounds. It was just behind the scenes of them doing like sound effects stuff, which is very similar to what they do for movies. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, cool. It's like the type of stuff that you'd see on a DVD, but yeah, they as showed a, it. As a kid, I always wanted to be a Foley artist, which is what they call the sound effects people. Mm-hmm. That's, exa- that's exactly yeah. what they were doing. Yeah. Um, and this past week, uh, Kenny w- did a few, he did at least one interview where he said that uh, he is, he said they're aiming for. Shit, I can't remember if it was beginning or end of 2022, 
but they're aiming for 2022. Okay. I think 2022 holiday season is that's good. what they're that's aiming. It's so still time. a ways out, mm-hmm. but he uh, he emphasized he's emphasized many times on that in that interview and on this episode that he doesn't want cyberpunk to happen to AEW. About to say, if you follow any type of video game news, everyone does not want to be cyberpunk now. So every game studio is mm-hmm. taking their time now. And and they could also be uh, under-promising to over-deliver. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it gets done earlier. Because they, apparently they have two teams. They have a team in Japan and a team in the States working on it at the same time, which is awesome because, well, I think Yuke's is Japanese, mm-hmm. but I think Yuke's probably has an American team as well. I'm sure they had to they had to work with uh WWE so uh-huh. and but they also had that that Japanese game director that worked on the original No Mercy. Mm-hmm. So excited about that. Um they showed a little bit more of the GM simulator for phones which it looks kind of fun. It's a build your own card, you you ha- have like currency that you can use. Mm-hmm to sign talents and whatnot and build them up. And then they are launching or are supposed to be launching the uh, casino game or the casino app for them tomorrow, but on, apparently it's on Apple already. So oh, okay. and apparently it's a little disappointing, yeah. which is unfortunate. Apparently it's really like, it's really just a skin mm-hmm. of like casino games and <laughs> From what people are saying, it's not much of a skin. No, just like <laughs> like it's really just a, like like they kind of just they could have actually put a few more AW photos in it from the screenshots I've seen. It's a little disappointing. Yeah. I I downloaded it, but I haven't gotten a chance to look at it yet. I'll, I'll try to download it after we're finished recording, so I can see. Okay, so um, I'm just we're gonna skip dark. Um, going forward. We may, I mean, we're never, we're not always going to have a women's eliminator tournament, so I'm going to be able to touch on Dark a little bit. Mm-hmm. But we're going to have two different episodes of Dark. Obviously, next week I'm talk, I'm going to talk a bit about elevation. But uh, this week, skip and Dark, too much happened. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there, there were good matches, but we just don't have time. Okay, so women's eliminator tournament. I'm gonna, I'm, we're going to talk a lot about this because. Honestly, the best wrestling AW has had the past two weeks has been this tournament. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, I hope that we can get more people going to watch the Japanese side online because that's some of the best wrestling we've seen in AW this year. Um, so, first match we had. Uh, th- well, this week they kind of they split m- the Monday show. They had two matches from the U.S., two matches from the from the Japanese. So the first match they showed was actually Nyla Rose versus Tay Conti. And the story of this match heading in was that, uh, was that Nyla Rose on Twitter had dedicated this match to, uh, Tay Conti's best friend being Anna Jay, whose injury news broke earlier that day. So, uh, <laughs> Nyla Rose said, I dedicate this match against, uh, Ty Conti to Anna Jay, which was, brilliant heel shit (laughs) i love that nyla rose she won their best uh twitter follow in aw for a reason yeah she's really funny on twitter she's very good Mm -hmm. uh follow her anyways so the match begins and it's rose 
Rose just takes the offense over right away. Um, she's really just bringing the the talented judoka down to the to the mat easily mm-hmm. with brute force. Um, it's a methodical pace. The standout moment is when uh, Rose challenges Conte to use her powerful leg kicks, yeah. which Conte obliges. She hits her twice. She goes for the third one. Rose captures it and does the most gruesome dragon screw oh, man, that was I've so ever seen. Nasty looking. I loved it. I was just like, she popped all her cartilage. Mm-hmm. She has got no more cartilage. ACL, MCL, yeah. RCL, RCA. <laughs> it's all fucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like uh, I saw a tweet that said she turned her leg into a rotini. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was brutal. Mm-hmm. I don't know how Conte wasn't hurt there. Yeah. That's like she's got to most... have some crazy flexibility with her legs. Yeah, it's the cause... most vicious dragon screw I've seen probably ever. <laughs> like it was nuts. Nasty. Mm-hmm. Um and Rose continues to ramp up the pressure targeting the knee after that. Um she specifically has this one like I don't even know what you would call it. She just wrapped her leg around her knee and just cranked on it mm-hmm. um just really brutal stuff just good heel work working on the the knee of the face um in the middle of the match we saw conte starts to use her brazilian jiu-jitsu to counter nyla's submissions she gets a knee a knee bar of her own nyla is able to gain the momentum by speeding up the match on the bigger opponent focusing on her kickboxing skills which she is also I don't know if she's a black belt. Yeah, I guess he can't really be a black belt in kickboxing, but she's an expert mm-hmm. and she's got some serious fucking strikes. Yeah, um yeah. one is her huge bicycle knee. Like the it I don't want to say it rivals Kenny Omega, but it would make Kenny Omega very proud. Yeah. It's probably the best bicycle knee I've seen outside of Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. Um she got a she got a split second near fall with a really nice hammerlock ddt that yeah. spiked spiked nyla right on her head i don't know what her finisher normally is but if she used that as a finisher that'd be a good finisher for her because she makes she, it look really good she does kind of need one actually no she she's got she she does have a cool finisher i have seen it and it's it's sort of like a black hole slam type oh, okay. thing yeah like but her, the, her ddt was real nice that was it looked really good no it's good it's real good. I was like, ooh, some John Moxley shit right yeah. there. But uh, in the end, uh, Conti got rattled because the DDT didn't put away Rose. Yeah. So uh, Rose, is she she gets all flustered. Rose tossed Conte into the ramp uh, for a big back body drop on the ramp and then hits her with a DVD on the stage, which was clean as hell. Mm-hmm. And then she hits her... Hits her, brings her back into the ring with a spinning beast bomb, which I love when she does the spinning yeah, version of it. It's, it's so, so cool. nice. I thought this match was hard as fuck. Yeah, this match like was, it really was good. It is really good. Uh, Tank Haunty is super stiff. Um, I think in a good way. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah people sure. are, people are starting to take notice. I get four point two five, which is that's that's an A mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, this, this was a very good match. I loved it. What a way to kick off the, the tournament night because it was exciting. And yeah, Ty Conte, every time I see her, she just gets better and better. It's is... amazing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Like when I saw her in NXT, I was like, oh, someone with a black belt in judo. This could be kind of cool. And I watched her, so I was like, oh, I don't really like that. That was boring. Mm-hmm. 
and then her first match in AEW, it was like, oh, she's a little bit, a little bit better, a little bit better, not not too much better, but she she has potential. Like uh, she's still young; they should have kept her. Mm-hmm. And but now it's like, okay, like in she could she could conceivably be their next champion. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I would buy that within 1, a year or so. She's going to be one of their top lady stars. She's already probably my favorite uh, female star on their roster. And that's saying something considering who they're putting forward right now. Mm-hmm. Like I have all the time in the world. Her style is so nice. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. She's very good. And I mean, can't take anything away from Nyla Rose. She's always good. Oh no. Nyla Rose is amazing. Yeah. And we'll see multiple times. She pops up multiple times in this episode, yeah. <laughs> both times with, arguably match of the night mm-hmm. so tip of the cap to nyla rose yeah she's always good she's a good worker and i don't even know how long she's been wrestling for but she's not that, that long i yeah. mean she has been wrestling for a while but like more so than a few others i think like seven years around mm-hmm. that so like she's got experience so that's why she is better than a few of the other younger talents yeah Okay, so moving on. Now, now we jump to Japan, and it's Yuka Sakazaki versus Emi Sakura. And if this was going to be anything like last week's episode with either of the two, I couldn't fucking wait. Yeah. And it was good. The story heading into this one was Emi Sakura was aiming to get revenge on Yuka for defeating her star pupil, Mei Saruga, in the first round. And Mesaruga is, uh, she's Emmy's trainee, and she came out with another trainee to flank Emmy Sakura in this match, and she got involved. Yeah, in this match as well. Very heelish, kind of. Very heelish. Um, it's funny they're playing fast and loose with some of the heel roles in this Joshi stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Emmy Sakura has been a heel all the way through, and uh, I'll tell you why I think that with the heel rolls later it has to do with another match that's in the future mm-hmm. okay so at the beginning of this match right off the bat it starts with yuka shooting for a single leg on emmy um emmy escapes by employing heel tactics ragdolling the magical girl around by her hair just swinging around that's one of my favorite moves that emmy does it gives like instant heel heat right away um the action spilled out to the floor where Yuka hits a flipping senton onto Emmy and a tiger faint like kick because mm-hmm. they're, they're on the outside of the ring and Yuka ran toward the ring, planted on the ring, spun around and kicked her in the head. I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. This, is, this is some ninja shit. Mm-hmm. Um, this gave, yeah. So Emmy used uh, her veteran heel experience to distract the ref and this allowed her protégés to then attack Yuka from the outside so they're just stomping a hole in Yuka on the outside while Emmy's on the inside of the ring Um, she uses this opportunity to continue to beat down Yuka um, hitting a stalling backbreaker attempt and attempting to get Yuka counted out by the ref after, after this beat down it does not work once again back in the ring Emmy's mercilessly targeting Yuka's back with submissions. She she hit her with her Romero special. This time, a rolling version where she rolled around the ring in it is just mm-hmm. beautiful. That was cool. That 
that move gets super over in Japan. I don't know. I remember it didn't get a huge reaction in uh, when she was touring with AEW. Hopefully, it does when they come when she comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, she even pulled down Yuka's head in this yeah. special. She did. This is a thing that Joshi's do a lot, where they'll do the submission and then there's like, this isn't my final form. And they do the submission further <laughs> mm-hmm. and pull down with even more leverage. And that's because they have, they just tend to have a little more flexibility. Yeah. So they're able to really wrench them back. And it's super cool, super, super brutal. Um, this is a long match. Um, in yeah. the, in the final, <laughs> in the final third of this match, um, we saw the fighting, the fighting spirit of Yuka really kicked in and, She's fighting back injured. She she uh, she counters Emmy's Tiger Driver into a backdrop, which is significant because that's what Emmy Sakura won in the previous match. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Yuka fires up. She hits her with an enziguri in the corner, a diving back elbow. Uh, her really really cool uh, delayed Northern Lights bomb, where she just plants the person on mm-hmm. the top of their head. It's such a nice move. Um, and again, that's what set up her finisher in the previous match. Not quite the same this time. Emmy looked like she was uh, going to win with a flurry of big moves, including a crossroads, which she's implemented a, a couple times, <laughs> two twisting Vader bombs, and a hanging backbreaker. Um, Yuka, once again, the Japanese fighting spirit kicks in, and she gets a series of stiff elbows. The last one just crumples Emmy to the ground, um, she's sort of like half on the ground, but like, you know, weird, grotesque, like, uh, form. And then she gets this big smile on her face and she starts laughing and it's like, Oh, Minoru Suzuki, is that you? <laughs> yeah. And then she gets up, she's laughing. She's laughing in the face of Yuka after just being like flash knocked out. Mm-hmm. Um, Emmy hits her with, uh, Emmy gets her final win. She goes for for a submission. She hits the angel's wings. Yuka's able to counter it for a crucifix pin for the one, two, three. And whew. <laughs> after this match, uh, Emmy Sakura's uh, protégés run in the ring. They're beating down Yuka Sakazaki again. And who comes into the ring from the, uh, from the announce booth? Hikaru Shida <laughs> in the finest white yakuza suit i've ever seen so nice looking like a boss yeah she got a million bucks yeah this match was fucking awesome as Mm -hmm. well again 4.25 yeah i really good match it wasn't as it wasn't the five-star match that emmy sakura's match was a week before with benny but like holy smokes um yuka's an absolute star Mm -hmm. they know uh, AEW knows that. That's why the, she was one of the first two um, Joshi talents that they signed. They signed her before they ever had a, an AEW deal. The problem is that she's signed full-time with Tokyo Joshi Pro, and they also know how amazing she is. Yeah. And she's one of their uh, main eventers. So they are kind of in a bit of a tug-of-war with mm-hmm. them for her. Uh, hopefully she'll be able to continue with aw significantly in the future so she is has moved into the japanese finals yeah and the second um sorry 
I should get you get your thoughts on this. What were your thoughts on this one? Oh, I, I love this match. It was really good. I liked um, uh, Emi Sakura using her like proteges as outside interference and stuff. It, it, it's funny seeing um, crap. No, I just forgot her name. Maceruga. Maceruga as like a heel, like because um, yeah, from she, what I've seen of her, she's always like a cutesy, like fun loving. She's white. She's a white bed, white bed, white bread. <laughs> baby face the yeah, week before and, and this her, week she's stomping a mud hole yeah her healing it up on the outside was good there i mean yuka and amy they're just both such good workers and uh i i like watching them both work and this match did not disappoint at all no it was amazing i'm always i'm so impressed by emmy so she does moves that like younger much i you can't even call them much more athletic but they look much more athletic people can mm-hmm. pull off like the the spinning vader bombs that she pulls you're like what the hell yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like somebody your age should not be able to do that that's so cool and so impressive and she's yeah. she's got a lot of years on her in the ring uh like yeah. she's approaching she's... like 20 years that's nuts because she it's insane yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you watch a wrestle it doesn't seem like it Maybe not 20 years because they said that uh, Ryu Mizunami has been wrestling for 16. And I think she's older than Emi Sakura. But they're around the same age. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess approaching 20. Anyways, segueing into Ryu's match. Mm-hmm. Um, she faced Aja Kong in this one. And you know what the story is going to be in this one. It's just two hosses. This is a hoss fight as yeah. far as uh, the women are concerned. And there actually is history here. That over Mizunami's 16-year career, she's faced Aja Kong four times, and Aja Kong has beaten her all four times. Oh. Including, they said, uh, Rio's second match of her career was against Aja Kong. <laughs> Here you go, kid. Here you Aja go, Kong. kid. <laughs> Concussion. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so the beginning, no surprise. Uh, this one starts slower than the other matches, because mm-hmm. these are... Uh, to more deliberate strikers, yeah. especially Aja. Uh, she, her default speed is slow. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryo actually controls the offense early with her, with her strikes and quickness, which that normally actually, she is pretty quick. She's deceptively quick. You expect her to come a little slower, but again, I always say she's the female Ishii. Mm-hmm. She wrestles exactly that way. Um, Aja Kong works from behind really well because she can take a lot of offense and does not sell shit (laughs) she's not selling for anybody but it's good because she's she mocks them the whole time Mm -hmm. egging them on with her face leaning into the strikes like leaning her chin into the Mm -hmm. elbows um rio worked on the the on the older wrestler's knee with submissions and strikes trying to limit the uh the maneuverability of and the speed of the significantly uh slower and heavier aja kong um she got her down uh she got her down on the ground just was really wearing out the legs and she tried to get her in a a submission and i think it was excalibur said 
it's actually really hard to get Aja Kong in a leg submission because her legs are real. Or maybe this is Taz. He said, her legs are really stumpy. And I thought that uh, ta- Taz was actually on commentary this yeah. time, which was cool. Was it was good. a two-man booth. And I expected Taz to say, I know something about stumpy legs. Yeah. But he didn't. True. Taz I was a little sad. Built like a tree stump. Not even a full yeah. tree, just the stump of a tree. Yeah. Um, and, and right away, Aja is just putting on an absolute clinic of how to sell an injury. Mm-hmm. Um. Rio goes to Irish whip Aja Kong and Aja Kong collapses before she even hits the ropes. Yeah. Like uh, she's howling in pain, slapping at her knee. And this is a woman who doesn't sell shit. Mm -hmm. She doesn't sell for anybody. And she is selling this like somebody chop blocked her. Um, The middle of the match, despite Aja Kong's like bad wheel, like, it takes one shot for her to take somebody down, and she yeah. is just—I don't know—I don't know if this is a—I thought it was a Saito suplex. Excalibur called it a back body drop, but it was fucking violent. Mm-hmm. She just dropped Rio on the top of her head, and you're just seeing these two old veterans just dropping each other on your on their heads, and you're like, "What in the world is yeah. happening?" Please don't. Um, yeah, she hits her with a couple of those brutal suplexes, and. Again, Ajaka, but Ajaka's knee is too injured, and Rio starts going for the dragon screws to slow mm-hmm. down the beast. Um, they exchange massive lariats. As we approach the end, um, Aja's starting to get a little desperate, and she gets out her trash can. But she, and they're on the outside, but she realizes she can't use it, so she drags Rio to the announce booth, <laughs> hands the trash can to to. Uh, Shida, and then smashes Rio's head into the trash can that, that uh, so awesome <laughs> that is surprised Hikaru Shida's holding, and then she's dragging her back to the ring. But Aja Kong's real slow, and she's slowly climbing up on into the ring. And this is legit because she slowly got into the ring when she was getting in the first time. Mm-hmm. So it's not like she's climbing a ladder in a ladder match. Yeah. She just is. That's how she moves. And Rio sees this. She goes sprinting down towards the ring, hops up on the top rope, and just sandwiches her head into the apron with a guillotine leg drop, knocks out Aja Kong, and then slides in to beat the count, and she wins by count out. I was like, holy fuck, that was a dope ending. Yeah, it's such a cool uh, finish. It's a super Japanese finish, too. Mm Mm-hmm. They really know how to use countouts well. Um, yeah. See a lot of that with in New Japan with oh, what's his name, Taro Yano. Yeah, he has. Yeah, in Japan when they ones. do countouts in New Japan, it's like always exciting. You're like, oh, are they going to make it back? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it was really good. Um, yeah, I uh, I loved it. I thought it was really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Okay. Like so match, no- just like you said, two big hosses just going at it in the yeah i couldn't i couldn't give it anything more than four stars but like the selling that it was some of the best selling i've ever seen like super believable Mm -hmm. because you know that this is a woman with a lot of miles on her legs who can't who can barely walk so Mm -hmm. watching her take dragon screws watching her take submissions watching her leg get worked over in the ropes it's, it's just like okay i believe this I believe this 1000%. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so the yeah. next match we had Britt Baker versus Maddie Rinkowski. This was Britt Baker versus Anna Jay, but Anna Jay injured. They said injured her shoulder earlier in the day. I don't know if I necessarily buy that timeline. Yeah. Um, the video that she showed of her getting checked out by the doctor, it seemed like she wasn't very surprised mm-hmm. by yeah, it. Seemed like they it or it very coming. emotional. So mm-hmm. it, like it was probably an injury that they knew she had for a while and they were trying, maybe trying to work around it or rehab it. And then they're like, okay, we got to call this. Mm-hmm. Also, I, I have a feeling these matches were in the can. So yeah. like this wasn't a live match. So yeah. she probably didn't find out early in the day. This match was probably filmed about a week ago or a few days ago. Mm-hmm. I think it was filmed last week. Yeah. So with all the other dark matches. So anyways, there's always a little fudging with some AW with their timelines because they don't like to uh, tell you that half their shows are. They like to give the appearance that all their shows are live, yeah. even when they're not. Even though off camera, they'll tell you when they're not. Mm-hmm. But on camera, it's always live. Yeah. Even if it isn't. So I have a feeling that we, uh, Anna knew about this injury for about a week. I'm sure. And they probably just told her to wait to say something. But you never know. I mean, I also saw her on the weekend tweeting about a workout. Like, this is my post-workout. So I was like, okay, weird. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what's she going was, on here. But like anyways, a... Maddie Rankowski, it was interesting to see her back. Um because she did have a little bit of Twitter controversy. I don't want to get too much into it. But uh, she put her foot in her mouth once. Hmm. And uh, then she was gone for a bit. And I thought, oh, maybe she'll be gone for a while. But no. Um, Thunder Rosa got her protege, Maddie Rinkowski, in as the replacement for Anna Jay. And it was honestly a brilliant replacement. Um, yeah, for their feud. Yeah, for the specifically for that reason, because mm-hmm. the story heading into this is uh, Maddie Rankowski is Thunder Rosa's star pupil. Mm-hmm. Thunder Rosa is feuding with Britt Baker. Britt Baker is going to stomp the head of Maddie Rankowski. Yeah, brilliant. It writes itself, and that's exactly what happened. She yeah. just she just kicked the shit out of Maddie Rankowski for uh, for about eight minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. She's just knocking her all around the ring. Well, she at, at the beginning, she jumps her on the entrance ramp, hits her with a big fisherman's neck breaker, which, again, if it's we think back. back to the the first interaction with Rosa and, and Britt Baker, that's how Britt Baker attacked Rosa the first time. Mm-hmm. It was that exact same way on the, uh, on the rampway. Um, she just beat the tar out of Maddie. She's dragging her around the ring. She drags her to the outside. She's beating her into the into the railings. Re, uh, Rebels beating her up while the ref is distracted. Um, Maddie so did get funny. a little bit of a comeback in the ring. She was able to hit the X Factor um, and then hit a crossbody and then another face buster targeting uh, Britt Baker's nose, which is funny. <laughs> um, it's like, did Rosa tell her to target her nose? Cause that's, yeah, probably. Uh, she always makes fun that's, of her nose for her. So. That's a little bit of context there, which I like. Um, mm-hmm. The the big moment, the moment, however, is too big for Maddie as Baker regains the advantage, hitting her with an air raid crash, which is one of Sheeta's signature moves. Mm-hmm. And then the devastating sidekick to the head, followed by the lockjaw. And after the match, they continue to beat her down. She hits Maddie with the curb stomp. 
and then they uh, hold uh, Maddie's head up as they draw um, Thunder Rose's face paint. Thunder Rose's face paint with makeup on her face on the unconscious Maddie. Um, it wasn't the greatest match in the world, but three and a half. It, was, it did the job. It was good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Did exactly it. what it needed to. Yeah, it was a solid match. So that mm-hmm. was that was Monday. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Like the amount of wrestling that we have to get through these days is insane. Okay, so on to Dynamite. So Dynamite this week was it's sort of essentially the go home to next week's episode, which is called the Crossroads, the Crossroads episode, yeah. which is the go home to Revolution. They did not really explain that next week has is is some sort of special episode. Mm-hmm. They just kept referring to Crossroads. Yeah, they said and next I was week like, at the Crossroads or something like that. I was like, okay. I was like, what? What's the crossroads? I was like, I'm going to Google this, and I'm not going to find anything out. But it linked me to their Wikipedia page under special episodes with all the other special ones. Oh, that's and it's funny. right there for next week called the crossroads. So wow. I was like, I was like, guys, tell us. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. That it has its own Wikipedia page. <laughs> well, AW does. Oh, okay. Like AW Dynamite and. Uh, but under spe- it was under the special episodes tab. Oh, and I scrolled I get you. down. Like if you're looking up like a discography for a band, or like type thing. like so, like Beach Breaks on there and stuff like that. Yeah, and it had a few of the matches. So if anybody's looking for ways to look up matches for episodes, it's actually a good way. Hmm. Okay, so yeah, so this this episode for me, it was more functional than enjoyable if that made sense like it was very clinically effective like Mm -hmm. it did the job it did exactly what it needed to even if i was sometimes a little bored yeah but i i like this show but this show also had three matches that i thought were like outstanding so Mm -hmm. i i actually liked it more when i rewatched it to do my notes Mm -hmm. um Yeah. yeah for some like heading into the pay-per-view I wanted huge angles. We didn't really get that. And I was just also maybe I was just going in a little bit annoyed that I had to watch another Nemeth squash or mm-hmm. that I had like there it seemed like just too many squashes when we could have had a like one of those semifinal matches mm-hmm. on here. Yeah. I think would have been better served cuz really as I'll talk about right now, Moxley versus Nemeth, this match really just served as a reason for Moxley to be at the ring for him to cut a promo. Yeah, for him to have his promo. He could have cut the match. Yeah. It didn't need to be there. It was probably a little long, at even if it was only five minutes. Five minutes too long. Yeah. Could have been ten seconds. Yeah, they should have just had hit a paradigm shift and then cut his promo. Yeah, it's done. I don't want to see um, Ryan Nemeth get a comeback against John Moxley, hit him with any kind of drop kick. I don't I don't care. Mm-hmm. And not to be mean to Ryan Nemeth, I'm just talking about I feel like there should have been like there's just gotta be a better use of time. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, I think a few people feel that way. But Moxley's promo was very good. Um and I'll talk a little bit about that right now. So Moxley said the moment he said, the moment Moxley woke up with a AW championship, he knew 
he knew that he had to he knew that he would have to get it back from Kenny and he knew he'd have to crawl through mud through barbed wire through landmines to get to the top of the hill to to get it back and that's exactly what this is that's exactly what he's going to have to do um he's looking to he's essentially looking to plant his flag right mm-hmm. through Kenny Omega's head yeah um fire blood he says what do you think of when you think of um exploding barbed wire death matches you think of fire blood burns torture agony vintage japanese wrestling magazines which is a nice touch yeah and he says what comes to mind when you think of these things he's like for me he's like this is this is why i'm in wrestling this is why i'm addicted this is why i make all the bad decisions in my life he's like Mm -hmm. i am an addict um he's been laying his soul bear in the ring his whole life and he can't get enough he knows he knows that this is a trap being laid by kenny omega and he doesn't give a shit he can't fucking wait um Mm -hmm. if kenny tries to take him out um he'll know that he'll have given everything that he has and that this is exactly how he wants to go out on his shield is like this um for the uh for the match uh, NA, yeah, but the promo was good. The yeah, promo, promo was very really good. good. Yeah, promo was excellent. Moxley being out of breath pretty much the whole time. But you, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, it was funny. Moxley started this promo by just being like the cool teacher. It's like, mm-hmm. let me just flip this chair around yeah, and sit on it backwards. It's like, it's like only John Moxley can make that seem cool. Yeah. John it's Moxley like, and uh, AC Slater from Saved by the Bell. Actually, you know what? I should say one to now that you mentioned AC Slater, there's one guy on AW Dark this week, JJ Garrett. He faced QT Marshall. He uh he looks like a mix between old school mullet uh Steiner mm-hmm. and AC Slater. That's funny. And it's good. <laughs> and he's good. I like him. I uh he he's got I've watched him on G C W shows and uh I like him a lot. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, next match is Team Taz versus Varsity Blondes. What were your expectations for this one? Uh, they were... Uh, actually, the match was better than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a Team Taz squash. But they actually... Varsity Blondes get a lot of offense in. It was good. I mean, everyone who listens to this knows I love how much I love Team Taz. So anytime I can see them, it's exciting. But I do like the Varsity Blondes a lot, too. This mm-hmm. match was very good. Had a really scary spot, which I'm sure we'll get to it. And, oh yes, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I liked it. I didn't really have too high expectations, but they meet met met them and beat them because I thought it was just gonna be a squash match, or Sting was gonna come down and mm-hmm. inter- interfere in it or something. Yeah, so uh, this match was uh, I I didn't think it would. I thought people were being a little. Uh, people were saying it was going to be a squash match. I didn't think so because every time we've thought that with varsity blondes, they've actually gotten a lot. They've yeah, they let them a have a lot of offense in. So I knew they were going to lose and they were going to lose probably in a brutal fashion mm-hmm. because, uh, team Taz is going into a street fight in a week. Um, but yeah, no, to start this match of uh, varsity blondes controlled it early. Um, their offense isn't necessarily flashy, especially when it is uh, um, Pillman starting off. He's a little more uh, 
subdued in his offense. He's he's good, and it's still cool, and it's fun, and it's again white bread baby face, mm-hmm. um, just chops, drop kicks, um, topes, but like like diving to the floor, but with drop kicks, which is cool. I like to yeah. see that. Um, the offense was crisp. They showed nice tag team cohesion. Very like again, very old school. In the middle of the match, that's when the heels take over. Um, yeah. Cage uh, Cage caught Pillman on the outside. This is that scary moment. He picks <laughs> Pillman up to do essentially a buckle bomb, but on the outside against the post, and he misses the post. He misses the post. Goes in between and the comes and down stairs. like tailbone first, right beside the stairs. And <laughs> I don't know what's in there, but is like uh, I guess a bunch of people were tweeting Pillman afterwards. He said, "I'm okay." He said, uh, "He said something like my ribs hitting the stairs broke my fall or something <laughs> like that." He's like, "I'm fine." I was like, yeah. and apparently, after, like right when it happens, you can see. Uh, cage sort of bend over and whisper sorry yeah he could see cage Do apologize <laughs> like immediately after he does it and then it cut to commercial mm-hmm. right there so they're probably able to check on him a little bit um when it comes back from commercial they're still punishing pillman isolating him and but where their offense really works is when they're fighting from behind so mm-hmm. i was excited for this and then pillman's able to tag in griff and Griff just does his damn thing, which uh, he comes yeah, in. Yeah, Griff's with very the, good, man. He's, really he's good. got one of the best hot tags in AEW. Mm-hmm. He comes in with the big boot, the big uh, the big elbows, the big um, rolling elbow. He hits he hits one stinger splash in the corner, and then hits another stinger splash. But it's two guy on the outside, and he <laughs> just straight jumps out of the view of the TV. Yeah, he like jumped. he jumped out of the bounds. Mm-hmm. Like he looked like he was just jumping to the moon, and then he lands on the. I was like, "That's fucking awesome!" Yeah, he's he's never done that before. That was completely cool cleared the top rope. I don't. He didn't even touch it or anything. I can tell you what that man can dunk a basketball. Yeah, I'm telling you right now, he jumps so damn high. Mm-hmm. Um, like he he cleared the whole thing. Um, they hit. Uh, then they were able to get their their double team move, which is like a drop kick version of the Doomsday Device. Mm-hmm. And it's cool. The, they got the they got the near fall, so they actually controlled most of the offense mm-hmm. in this match. The, the whole time, Taz is getting more and more angry on uh, commentary as they control more and more of the match. He's like, "What the hell's going on here?" Yeah, they got the near fall. He's like, "He's like, what the shit is this?" Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then they get the near fall. They turn around and Cage just plants Pillman with a or not cage Stark just plants pillman with a spear and then a drill claw and then it's over mm-hmm. it's done that's all they they had like four moves yeah. in this match <laughs> that's all they needed mm-hmm. and it was awesome because it made uh varsity blondes look really really good yeah yeah um, they always uh aw always makes them look good even though they lose but they always get a lot of good offense in so this match like i thought uh it's funny. I uh, I thought I was a a little honestly almost a little disappointed with Team Taz in this match. So I can't. I can only probably give it a three and a half. Mm-hmm. But it was fun. I liked it. It was cool. It just wasn't terribly memorable. However, post match, yeah, I really after this match, post match stuff. Um. Uh, they the lights go out, 
um, it shows a video of it looks like a it stings gloves in a car. He's driving. He's driving the van that abducted Darby, and behind it is the body bag. the The car slows down. He walks over, unzips the body bag. Darby sits up. He's wearing face paint that's a little more resembling Sting. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just gives a big smile. Just sort of like, what can't kill me makes me stronger. Um, I'm not dead yet. And then out comes Sting from the from the tunnel and he's dragging the body bag. And you're like, oh, is, is he dragging Darby in there? That's a little odd. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, who's in that body bag? They, they open it up and it's... Uh, it's hook it's taz's boy and taz is on commentary and i heard on a podcast i think uh, he definitely said shit but he's but i heard someone said what the fucking shit is this (laughs) i didn't hear the f word i heard him say shit but i I didn't either but someone said he said fuck too and i think that's the funniest thing (laughs) he's like what the fuck shit is this (laughs) and uh and then Sting points up to the rafters and down comes Darby on a zip line. And I was excited for this because I read a spoiler that said Sting was coming down on a zip line. It was not Sting, so fuck you, spoiler guy. <laughs> um Darby's coming down, he's holding his uh holding his skateboard. He he lands in the ring. He's just swinging that skateboard, just smacking dudes in the yeah. head i'm glad sting he comes in unclip it sting it's... comes out there and he just starts throwing hands yeah <laughs> he is uh he's taking it to cage take cage stumbles back into the corner and sting sees the opportunity and he goes for a stinger splash he hits the stinger splash and then he kicks out the leg of uh of cage and gets him in the in the scorpion death drop yeah and I was grinning ear to ear. This it was. It wasn't necessarily believable, but it's what my heart wanted. Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome to see him do a senior splash and hit the scorpion death drop. And... I thought you said a senior splash. Senior like, splash. That's, the that's senior fitting. splash. Sting with the senior <laughs> splash. That'd be funny. Well, yeah. When he hit the stinger splash, I was like, "Oh damn!" Like if there's one move that could hurt him, it, it would be that. And also, uh, I think. Earlier in the day, there was a report that Tony has said that, yes, Sting is 100% medically cleared to wrestle, Mm -hmm. and he's going to wrestle. So I'll eat my words. (laughs) (laughs) On a podcast uh, a while ago, after the first episode, I said there's no fucking way that he's wrestling. The man's wrestling. Mm -hmm. He might die, but he's wrestling. Yeah, because I really thought at first this was just going to be a cinematic match. But that and seems like seems like it may still have cinematic the... elements, but it seems like mm-hmm. there might be traditional wrestling stuff in it. Supposedly, it is being recorded ahead of time, or it has been recorded ahead of time, and it's it will be cinematic. Mm-hmm. But he is cleared. Yeah. So uh, I don't think he's going to be doing many matches. No, 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 no. Like, but um, only save him for around the big pay per views. He might not make it out of this match. <laughs> yeah. Why well, I saw a report online, or maybe it's that same Tony Khan thing that when he took the power bomb last week from Cage, that he'd been taking him a lot during like training sessions and stuff, so they felt like it was okay. Apparently, that was one of his number one things: is I want to take a power bomb. Because mm-hmm. that's so what that was in the first. That place. was like 
Yeah, that was like in his contract. I'm gonna take a power punch. I was like, okay, <laughs> fine, um, sure. Yeah, but yeah, that was, it was. This was cool. I gave this uh, for the match three and a half for the post match four. Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm also glad that um, when Darby came down on the zip line, that his clip didn't malfunction. It took him didn't take him too long to get it unclipped or anything like that because you hate when stuff like that happens and yeah when they're well the one thing that's good and sting used to do that he would start fighting while he's still clipped in mm-hmm. so that they could pan away afterwards and then he could unclip himself yeah, that's true yeah like it's not like he's just hanging <laughs> like a marionette above the yeah. ring like but it was funny as he as he came down the ring he kicked it uh, at, at Cage with his foot, just kind of <laughs> flicked his foot at him, like, get yeah. away from me. It was kind of funny. Oh, and another thing, too, uh, Taz totally te- kind of telegraphed that Hook was going to get beat up because on commentary he said, oh, Hook's, he's in the back uh, with the car because after, uh, after this match we're going to go looking for Sting. And then, of course, it's Hook. Oh, <laughs> I hate when they do that. They mm-hmm. telegraph it. I didn't catch that, but they, they do that sometimes. I find that... Uh, jr and tony shivani will do that sometimes yeah will it be like like i wonder if blah 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 like ah oh now i don't wonder mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah okay now so, i don't think so what <laughs> yeah it's like the it's the bobby heenan thing with uh with hogan is like i wonder whose side he's yeah, on yeah i I remember watching, not when I was little and watching it, but watching it back now, it's like, wow, he shouldn't have said that. He totally gave that away. Yeah, exactly. But whose side is he on? <laughs> it's like, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're going to find out. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I'm sure right. he just got excited and said it. <laughs> For sure. Um, I don't think you could script Bobby the Brain no. if you tried. Yeah. Okay, so next we have a Miro segment, which... I didn't hate this. It's uh, still the, weird. The thing I liked most about this was just Miro doesn't care about anything. He's just upset that Charles doesn't want to be his friend like that. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is uh, Miro. He's sitting down with Kip and Penelope and he's talking about how their, the wedding was destroyed uh, by Charles and, Orange Cassidy. Mm-hmm. He said, I will gladly kill the walking Xanax, uh, <laughs> Orange Cassidy, but not, but in due time, right now, I want to address Charles, my butler. He's like, Charles was a very good butler. Yeah. He <laughs> vacuumed my floors. He polished my shoes. He showed up on time every day. He put up he's all like, my weights I really, and stuff. And <laughs> he's like, I really like Charles. He's a nice man. Um, He's like, he needs to not be hanging out with that child, Orange Cassidy. And then Louis Valley, I'll have you know, mm-hmm. walks in with a, with a little piece of paper, hands it to uh, Tony Schiavone. And uh, he, he looks at it. He's like, oh, uh, here's a note for you, Miro. And Miro looks at it. It says, um, Charles and I, or Chuck and I versus you versus Kip and Miro at, at Revolution. Yes, no, or maybe. Please circle one. <laughs> XOXO. And Miro goes, this is exactly what I mean. He is a child. You must not hang out with children. You should hang out with a man like me, and I'll teach how to be a man. Yeah. And then he puts the post-it note in his mouth, chews it up, and spits it in uh, 
Shivani's Tony's face, face yeah. and it cuts off. And I find this so funny because it's Miro's whole thing, throwing temper tantrums about his broken video games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> could be a childish and he's acting like a child. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and they announced this match afterwards. It is happening at Revolution. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that's fun. This is the end of it. Hopefully. I don't think it will be, though. I have a feeling we're still going to have Miro versus Orange. And I really wish this match was just Miro versus Orange. But maybe this will be a blow-off. Mm-hmm. But, yes. Who knows? Do you think um, they'll actually turn Chuck heel? <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't think Chuck could be heel if he tried. Yeah, I don't think so either. He's too charming. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, just, I do just like that Miro doesn't care about it. He just wants Chuck to be his friend. Like, that makes me laugh. Yeah. I think this match is going to be good. Um, I really did want it to be Miro versus Orange Cassidy. I wanted him to kill Orange Cassidy. I suppose he could just kill Chuck and Cassidy mm-hmm. in the match. Um, and then I want him to kill uh, Kip. I think that would be fun. Yeah. And then, anyways. Uh, yeah, moving on. So next we have Cutler versus Hager. This was a squash. And this wasn't a squash that I hated. Um, what were the, what were your expectations for this one? Uh, exactly what in? I thought they were going to be is just <laughs> uh, Hager just beat up Cutler. And that's pretty much what it was. But I do like Cutler's entrance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's Absolutely. Got, um, I don't know if you call him a jobber, but he's got the most elaborate jobber entrance ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I guess... Uh, the story heading into this one was uh, firstly that the um, well, it all ties back into last week, where the the young bucks were getting beaten down by the inner circle with a uh, mama and papa buck in the mm-hmm. audience, and um, after they stopped beating them down, they walked over and Jericho and Papa Buck got into a bit of a confrontation. And then at the beginning of this episode, and actually in BTE as well, which kind of throws off their continuity, but don't don't worry about that. <laughs> um, it shows uh, Mama and Papa Buck coming to the arena with uh, with Matt and Nick, and they walk past their uh, their merch truck, which has Matt and Nick Jackson printed on the back of it. And Papa Buck says, "Oh, I really want to get a picture with you guys here." He's just doing the whole proud, proud parent thing, which is cool. He's like, "He's like, oh man, I'm so proud of you guys. I love you." And then it cuts, and then that is the uh, that's the heading into this match. Mm-hmm. And oh, also during that beatdown last week, Brandon Cutler came out to defend them when the Good Brothers didn't show up and just got planted. Yeah, like head first into the stage by Jake Hager, Hager, and then they announced the the Bucks said they they got him this match. Yeah, on BT, didn't they keep calling Jake Hager Jack Swagger? Yeah, they did. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we got you a match with Jack Swagger. Oh, wait, we can't say that. Yeah. (laughs) Which is funny. So, beginning of this match, Cutler comes out with the speed, immediately is, uh, is overpowered by Hager. Um, However, Cutler, to his credit, uh, he he's the quicker man. He sticks and moves. He gets in a little bit of offense, gets Hager on the outside, hits him with a tope con hero. Um, Cutler comes back into the ring. He's all excited. He's like, all right, let's go. And Hager just hits him with an absolute exploder of a lariat. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Cutler's dead. <laughs> There's no more Cutler. No more two contract Cutler. He's he's done now. Um, one, two, three. Out comes the inner circle. They run out. <laughs> Poor Ortiz goes to jump into the ring. He trips over the ropes. <laughs> so oh, he tumbles into that. the ring. That's funny. Um, it's funny because then he just slowly like shuffles over to Cutler and he's just giving him weak little punches <laughs> afterwards. It just looked like a kid playing. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so they're beating down Cutler. Um, then the Bucks run out. They super kick all of the inner circle. Um, and then they hop on the mic and Matt Jackson says, MJF, Chris Jericho, we're not waiting till revolution. Get your stupid asses out here or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Their music hits, but they don't show. And then on the screen, it shows Chris Jericho and MJF. And you're like, oh, I know what this is. Yeah. And they're like, hey, boys, uh, no. We're not stupid enough to come out there and fight you, mm-hmm. but we did actually uh, find a find a visitor wandering around in the in the parking lot. Uh, do you know this guy? And it pans down, and it's just bloody Papa Buck, <laughs> lots like, of blood, <laughs> just gushing ketchup all over his <laughs> yeah. face. And they're just like, "Do you know him?" It's like, "Oh, aren't these your boys? Isn't this your one boy?" And they slam him into yeah. Matt Jackson. You know Nick, and, get the... and he slams in the Nick, picture. and then. They slam him into the other one. <laughs> it's funny. Each time they slam him, uh, Papa Buck just like sticks cartoonishly <laughs> to the side of it and like slowly. It's like he's uh, like Tom and Jerry cartoon. Yeah. Just like. And then you can see Jericho goes over to him and just pulls him down. He's like, get down. Yeah. <laughs> he just pulls him down the ground real quick. He's like, don't stick to the to the wall like that. Like you're a Tweety. Like you're Bugs and Tweety yeah. or whatever. Looney Tunes cartoon. It was, uh, is I thought it was uh oh sorry it didn't end there so the bucks run out there um they run to the back um Jericho and MGF wait for them just to get close to them and they're like bye yeah, <laughs> and then that. they speed off yeah. and, again very much like Hanna Barbera cartoons mm-hmm. um I like that they do put that stuff in there and then they have they're loading Papa Buck into the ambulance and going in the ambulance is Nick Jackson and the Good Brothers. Yeah, because they tell Matt to go look for the mom. I think is what they said. Yeah, they they said go take care of mom, Mm -hmm. and uh, which I thought was interesting because it continues the ruse of the Good Brothers actually being friends. So this will uh, continue on that storyline. So I actually really liked that Mm -hmm. part of it. I was like, I was like, okay, so this gives the Bucks a reason to believe. Yeah, that they are actually their friends. Because otherwise, why would you believe it? Yeah, and this was one of those ones where I was just like, "Okay, this is corny as hell," but it's good. It, yeah, I liked it. It was so corny. It was so cartoonish. Yeah, it was very cartoonish, but I liked it. I mean, like, yeah, it was enjoyable. Papa Buck's head was ridiculous, and like them waiting for the. The bucks to almost get to him and like see ya and then like just drive off and stuff. It's it was off Bubba cartoonish, Bucks, but that's kind Bubba of how sliding down yeah. as if he like it was like a uh, George of the Jungle. Have you ever seen the George mm-hmm. of the Jungle cartoons? Yeah, where he flies, hits the tree, and then stays stuck to the tree for a while before he slides yeah. down it. It was like that. It was that's exactly uh, how it was. Yeah, it's, it's like very cartoonish, s- but that's how Jericho is sometimes. He's yeah. very good at being a cartoonish villain. So. It was funny. I mean, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it for what it was. Okay, then then we have, I imagine this is 
pretty divisive thing with or not even that divisive i might just be in the minority we have uh jade shack versus cody and red velvet video package and it's just going through um the highlights of their long and drawn out weirdly <laughs> built feud and i actually thought it did it it did it quite a a service it was actually pretty flattering to the feud it made sense sort mm-hmm. of how they edited edited these clips together so i thought they did a good job in that sense like if somebody was just watching this for the first time they'd be like oh this looks exciting i like this yeah this is fun and but my favorite part was how much jade stuff they had in it yeah they're they actually really, showed doing moves and stuff too they're really pumping up jade in this mm-hmm. match she was a or in this segment it was heavily focused on her and it showed her doing moves yeah it showed her doing a release suplex to a to a guy yeah, a man doing a gorilla press slam that is significant to me mm-hmm. oh, she's definitely pump, doing moves to cody a big pump kick yeah military press that's what um, that's the word military press sorry i think it's kind of the same thing yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know i think one you drop behind one yeah. you drop to the side and i think or throw military... forward press i don't know I'll, I'll have to look it up later but but like super when she did the military press i was like oh <gasps> mm-hmm. I, I was like oh my goodness i'm so excited yeah now. she's definitely doing some move to cody oh yeah you know it's happening um yeah so without a doubt they are 100 percent setting up jade to take on both velvet and cody in that match yeah because even and, during uh, the promo package shack was standing on the outside of the ring and i imagine that's what he's going to do a lot during this match oh he's, he's gonna be the coach mm-hmm. um he does i will say his arms are impressive his arms are still jacked yeah he's a very large so, man so, so if I think you put him in shows getting involved somehow if, here's the thing i was shocked i thought for sure they i thought for sure they were gonna bring out big show and have jade and or Shaq or both of them come out and interrupt his induction into mm-hmm. AEW and maybe maybe they attack him or something like do some little thing and Cody gets upset and that adds a little more heat that's what they should have to, done that'd have been good but I I was like wait what I was like Paul White's not even on the show <laughs> but I think <laughs> they popped the rating taped, with it too maybe they didn't want someone to leak that Paul White had signed with AEW and stuff it's possible it. it's very possible because uh there were there were spoilers mm-hmm. um and i'm mad about them yeah okay so uh yeah i'm actually i'm actually super excited for jade for the women's aspect of that match yeah i'm just excited to see jade wrestle <laughs> as much as i love Shaq, i'm not really mm-hmm. for me i look at it as in they they're using Shaq to get as many eyes as possible on jade mm-hmm is what they're doing. And I think they're doing that on purpose because the whole thing was like, Oh, can Jade work? And from what I saw in that clip, Jade can work. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've, you don't normally see women gorilla pressing people or, or release German suplexing men. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited. Me too. Okay. So now we have Isaiah Cassidy versus hangman, which is, uh, one of the sleeper hits of this show. Yeah, I this think. match was so good, man. So good. I Isaiah Cassidy can can he's not just a flippy guy. He had a really good match with uh I think Jericho at one mm-hmm. point. 
that was actually very good as well. So I had forgotten how good. Here's the thing. Every single one of these tag team wrestlers, whenever they're in a singles match, it's the best match they've ever been in. Yeah. <laughs> they're all really, really good uh, singles wrestlers on their own. So, yeah, I guess that was your expectation was, did you think this was going to be this good? No, I did not. I didn't even, I didn't think it would be as long as it was. I thought like it'd have ton of interference and stuff, but it was yeah, I had an interference, but it even played into the match more, the interference stuff that didn't bother mm-hmm. me. It's really great I, storytelling I, in this one. Yeah. I was I like uh, a lot. I'm not surprised by Hangman because Hangman can take he could wrestle a melon. Yeah. And it would be Hangman fantastic. Could wrestle anything and it'd be an excellent match. But Yeah, and he basically has. Mm-hmm. Like the guys that he's been wrestling lately have been just jobbers. Well, I don't, I shouldn't say that, but like well below his skill level. Yeah. And now Isaiah is getting a little closer to him, but still below. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So heading into this match, the story is that uh, Hangman outsmarted Hardy into signing a match with him, um, with the stipulation being their first quarters of 2021's money going to the other person. And Isaiah Cassidy came to uh, attack Hangman after that contract was signed and that the Dark Order is has been coming to Hangman's aid and have earned his friendship back. And officially on be, Being the Elite, um, they got Hangman to say, like, yeah, I, like, I'm not part of your team, but we, we are friends. Didn't they He's like, change the chant to... From fucking Hangman fucks. to Hangman fucks. Yeah. <laughs> this is really cute. Um, yeah, so months ago, there was the... Uh, when they were trying to recruit Hangman and he turned them down. This is when Brody was still alive. Um, they had this segment where it ended with them yelling. This was this is when he uh, Kenny and Hangman had just lost their belts. Mm-hmm. Um, where he, he goes by the bar and they're all chanting... Fuck Hangman! Fuck Hangman! Fuck Hangman! Because he rejected them, mm-hmm. and uh, this time, he he comes by, and they're they're all yelling, uh, "Hangman fucks! Hangman fucks! <laughs> Hangman fucks!" And he comes by, he's like, "Are you guys chanting Hangman fucks?" And they're like, "Yeah." He's just like, "Yeah," and he just joins in, <laughs> and then they're just like, "All right, we need to address this. Um, we know you don't want to join us." But could, can we be friends? He's like, we we want to be friends. We we feel like we've earned that. He's like, yes, we're absolutely friends. He's like, one hundred percent. He's got a big grin on his face. You love it, and uh, it's great. I love it. It's an mm-hmm. awesome story heading into this. So, in this match, this is a, again a much longer match than was expected. Yeah, Hangman looks fantastic as always, and he's really knocking the shit out of out of Cassidy from the beginning. Um, he's throwing him all over the ring, all over the ringside. He's really, and with each, every time he punishes Cassidy, he looks over at Hardy. Mm-hmm. Like uh, he gives, uh, he gives him a big boot. He looks at Hardy. He hits him into the guardrail. He looks at Hardy and that is driving Hardy crazy. So he turns his back to Hardy and Hardy just shoves him right into the, right, into the post, um, injures his shoulder his right shoulder too. Usually in matches, if they're right-handed, they work the left arms. But I like that they did the right. His mm-hmm. his buckshot arm. Yep, it's his buckshot. That that played a huge factor in this. Mm-hmm. And halfway through this match, uh, or so yeah, so he hits him in the shoulder, and then 
uh, Silver and Reynolds run out from the Dark Order, and they say, no, uh, Hardy interfered. Uh, kick him out. And Ref Robbery's like, you know what? I'm good with that. Hardy, you're out of here. I believe, the, I believe that happened. Then they stay at ringside. And TH2 is also at ringside as well because they've been paid off by Hardy. Yeah. So He's they didn't actually get involved in He's this match, but they were there. Worth. of insurance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so then from this point on, Paige is working hurt, and Cassidy is taking advantage of this, um, evening the odds. Uh, The the match really starts to click at this Mm -hmm. point. Um, Hangman's really selling it. He goes for the... uh, It's really affecting all his moves. He can't hit his rolling elbows the same. All all his strikes are, are hampered. He tries to go for the buckshot lariat, and he, his shoulder just can't do it. And uh, Cassidy takes advantage of that. He hits him with a... He did hit him with a beautiful um, DVD that took a lot out of his shoulder. And he did it from some sort of transition. Mm-hmm. I think Cassidy was going for some sort of slingshot move. And he, he caught him midair and DVD'd him. And yeah. he was like, oh, That's good nice. God. Yeah. Um, so- it was like a sp- he, he, he's so clean. Like his matches are beautiful, and Cassidy hits him with a with a poison rana. Like I was like, oh my god, I didn't know Cassidy had that in him. Yeah. Um, and then he goes to uh, submit Hangman with a Juji Gatama, but he and Excalibur points points this out that uh, he's like um, Isaiah Cassidy is not a submission wrestler, and his technique is not good here. Mm-hmm. And Hangman is able to get out as a result. And I like that. I wasn't sure if that was the story they were trying to tell or if he isn't a good submission wrestler and hang and Excalibur just on the fly did some expert commentating and called that out. Could have been and a little bit of both. If that is Excalibur thinking on the fly, that's an incredible commentator right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Regardless, it was awesome. I loved them doing that because sometimes, sometimes, uh, submissions aren't locked in properly and you're just like well this is taking me out of it yeah because because the, the commentators are just like oh devastating submission hold yeah, that's got and you're like that's not you're like that's not locked in yeah that doesn't look like it's <laughs> hurting anyone that's like what i and, do to my uh, kid yeah. when we're wrestling around yeah so it's just just excellent storytelling and uh so Cassie goes for another, he goes for a springboard code red and Hangman catches him and transfers, uh, transitions him into a one-armed Deadeye yeah, for the win. Yeah, he had the Deadeye in a long time. He hasn't, and the only reason why he went for the Deadeye was because he couldn't do the buckshot mm-hmm. lariat. And I was like, yeah, his, his shoulder injury informed the whole rest of the match from yeah. that point. And it was just like, yes, this is that Aja Kong shit yeah. from Monday. Like, uh, beautiful yeah who said like, there's AEW nothing can't hangman can't do they he's can't. amazing yeah and uh after the match um you hear hardy or, the ghost of matt hardy yeah, somewhere in the arena <laughs> the ghost of matt hardy comes on the announce system and he's saying hey hangman you betrayed me when you decided to uh take up the the friendship of the dark order i'm going to punish you in more ways than imaginable. But before then, I am going to punish every single one of your Dark Order friends. And then it shows Hardy dragging 
five out from the tunnel and he just chucks him headfirst off the stage through a table and silver goes chasing after him hangman and reynolds are by the are looking after five at the at the table that he's and he's and by god he broke him in half yeah it's and it's a crazy it's, table he like flipped right at the last second too yeah he second. did like a he did like a senton into the table mm-hmm. um yeah really good stuff i th- i thought this really it's legitimately making me excited for a matt hardy hangman mm-hmm. a singles match for a revolution and i did not think i wanted that yeah they've done a very good job building the past couple weeks and hangman i still believe that at the in the end, Hangman's going to become the leader of the Dark Order. I think so too. And he's he's going to turn them all face. He's probably going to tell them that they all don't need their masks. Mm-hmm. Like you can take off these masks, you can be yourself. Like I can't wait. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for that shit. It's going to be awesome. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's good. It's really good. Um, and then we have this. Oh gosh. <laughs> This bonkers Kenny Omega segment, <laughs> which again, so cartoony. Mm-hmm. Like he's yeah. going, he's going full Batman villain. Yeah. So it's uh it's Kenny, and he's in a he's in a workshop, like a metal, like a metal workshop, <laughs> and he's hammering. He's wearing like a big uh, metal working he's like, like poncho. Con. Yeah. <laughs> he still and has his boots on. Did he's you hammering that? away. There's other metal workers in there. He's, he's hammering away. Do you on... notice he still had his boots on? So... <laughs> no, that's yeah. amazing. <laughs> he still had his no. boots on. <laughs> oh, so stupid. I love it. Um, Yeah, he's hammering away. And uh, he turns around and he's like, Marvez? Oh, come on. How are you here in our secret lair? <laughs> I love that Marvez is everywhere. He's everywhere hangman. Everywhere Kenny and... Uh, Don Callis is, and Don Callis is just there in his fantastic, like, pressed and primmed, like, yeah. linen coat. Just while, watching him. While Kenny is shirtless, hammering <laughs> away in, like, a smock, <laughs> and there's just other metal workers grinding yeah. away and sparks going everywhere. And uh, he tells Marvez that he is constructing this Moxley death trap, this death device hooking up all these trip wires himself so that the explosions go off perfectly when they when they sear away the flesh of John Moxley because he wants him to know that when that happens, Kenny Omega was the one that did that. I did this to you. I was just like this and then he turns back around, he starts vigorously yeah. hammering on the thing. I was like, he is a Batman villain. Mm-hmm. He's like the Riddler. Yes. Yeah. What made me laugh about this segment is I don't even know how you picked up on what he said because I couldn't hear him because some guy started grinding away on the metal during the middle of his promo. <laughs> I I could hear it the first time, but not the second time. Mm-hmm. It was weird. Yeah. It was almost it was like really a little funny. bit of lip reading, but I could yeah. tell I could tell that he said, and he'll know it was me, is yeah. what he says. It's like, and you'll know it was me That's, who did this. It's so funny. Just the fact just that he like, still had his fancy boots on made me laugh. Just like, yuck, 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 yuck. <laughs> As he like pets his cat in his <laughs> arms. It's like, it's ridiculous. I could, 
It's funny. I understand why some people don't like Kenny Omega, but I fucking love it oh, for yeah. those exact reasons. It's so perfect. He's just like a anime villain or something. He is. He's 1,000% an anime villain. Yeah. Okay, so next we had the... Oh, Another what semi-final match. match of the women's tournament. This was Britt Baker and Nyla Rose, who we both saw earlier um, on Monday, and they had a fantastic match. And this is one full spoilers. I knew, I knew who won this match. This oh, is one of the spoilers the that I saw. Spoilers you got. So I was pissed because. You know how invested I am in this women's tournament. Mm-hmm. And I shouldn't have clicked on the link. I saw it pop up on Twitter. And I was just like, ah, click. Sometimes you can't help like, yourself. I, I did it to myself. It it's, it's like mm-hmm. shaking the Christmas present when you're a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm an adult. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I knew the result of this one. Still a surprise. Like It tells you how great this match was because despite knowing the result, I was still so invested by the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was I going to say? And also the, when I saw that the Darby came down on the zip line and not sting, it's just like, Oh, maybe this person is purposely lying. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. Sometimes they do that. So good. And I, the ending actually caught me by surprise. I did not expect who won to win. But mm-hmm. it was a good surprise because the match was excellent. Yeah, it was in, so good. In a so. very odd heel versus heel match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Uh, I saw some people suspecting that maybe they this would be a way to start turning Nyla Rose face, possibly because yeah, she is super charismatic, and as we've seen online, she's very funny. Yeah, she's so funny. if she wanted to be face, she could be a good face character. More so for when uh, Baker eventually becomes the title holder. Mm-hmm. Because while she does the title holder, she's not going to become face. No, no. Anywho, the the story heading into this one was that, uh, albeit in a tag match, when Breaker, when Britt Baker got her leg broken, it was by Nyla Rose. And that was from a uh, cannonball into the corner mm-hmm. that uh, shattered Britt Baker's leg and I put her on. I forgot all about that, even though it was like a huge angle with her and Swole. And mm-hmm. I forgot all about her leg breaking. Yeah, it was a it was a big angle, mm-hmm. and um, and the winner of this match obviously moves on to the finals, and so the the beginning of this match is just Nyla's just controlling it, she's uh she's the big brutal heel, just using her sheer strength over the much smaller opponent, just ragdolling her, mm-hmm. um, inside the ring, outside the ring, she's uh throwing her into the barricade, and then Baker just fucks off. She just has a temper tantrum. She <laughs> leaves. Trash I thought. I honestly thought this was how it, the match was going to end. That she's just going to get counted out. And I was like, oh, maybe that kind of preserves Britt. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I thought that for a second too. I was like, maybe they just have her walk off. Like, screw this, and then I was like, that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. I think people would be mad. But she comes back to the ring. Um, uh, she gets back in the ring. Nothing really changes. Nyla hits her with a DVD. Mm-hmm. Hits her with her with a military press throws her into the corner and she's going to hit her with the cannonball in the corner again. And I don't know if you noticed this. She, uh, 
Britt Baker ducks out of the way and and Rebel pulls her to the mm-hmm. side and she kind of like covers her head yeah. and Excalibur or Tony says, "Oh my God, she's going for it again. This is how she broke her leg last time." Yeah. So it's like, ah, oh, that's a nice little callback, like uh, referencing the the injury mm-hmm. from the past. And then uh, halfway through this match, Baker's able to turn things around, similar to the Page match where uh, she grabs Nyla's arm, pulls her into the ring post, injuring her shoulder, and it informed the rest of the match not quite as expertly as Paige did. Yeah. But, uh, like, sometimes Nyla was favoring her shoulder, sometimes she wasn't, but it did prevent her from hitting a lot of her big moves. Um, Britt works the shoulder on Nyla Rose. She she gets the advantage. Um not so actually not so much getting the advantage but leveling the playing field like bringing her down to her level a bit um then there's some interference by rebel which allows uh baker to attempt the lockshaw but she but nyla's able to break free baker hits nyla with two super kicks and a crucifix bomb um to so- to soften her up for another lockjaw attempt and i was like oh my god i'm wrong like the the spoilers wrong. This is how it ends. Baker's mm-hmm. gonna win, but nope. Nyla's too powerful. She powers out. She hits her with a beast bomb to go to go for a. But it's just a near fall. Baker gets out. Uh, goes for another super kick attempt. Nyla captures, ducks it, captures the leg, spins her around into another beast bomb, which was a fantastic ending. Yeah, it was. It looked super cool. Um, but again, I, I knew this ending, so I was pissed, but this match would have been absolutely incredible had I not. Yeah. This match had me like towards the ending sequence, like the last couple minutes, I was on the edge of my seat. Like I was like, Mm -hmm. Oh, Oh, Oh. And I didn't expect Nyla to win because I figured they would do because you could have potentially have Brit versus Thunder Rosa, but it seems like they're going to. Wait longer, which is always good to make people the chase mm-hmm. or whatever you call it to make mm-hmm, people wait mm-hmm. longer. Yeah, this, so uh, yeah, this is so good. Yeah, so it was. Uh, yeah, it was great. I can't imagine how unexpected this would have been for people who didn't know the spoilers. Mm-hmm. And I know there were a lot of people who didn't. Um, just don't go looking for them on Reddit. They're mm-hmm. there a lot of the time. There's one person who's always spoiling it. I don't know how they can't track this person down. <laughs> it's, it's the same. It's the same Reddit user every time. Oh, <laughs> it's like somebody at who works for them in the production <laughs> is is leaking it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, four point two five again. Yeah. You see, here's the thing. I what I said about this, or actually no, this was also the Monday matches. But yeah, great matches in this one. Like, uh, I loved it and. The women yeah. are having the best matches every week. So Nyla faces the winner of Riho Thunder and, and Thunder Rio Rosa next week, which is on Sunday. Yeah. That so match Ni- is on Sunday. Nyla faces talk. on Sunday too. No, Nyla. In Nyla the versus the winner of that match is next Wednesday. Oh, okay. And the Japanese bracket will be decided on Sunday. Sunday, yeah. So okay. we will. I was just trying to figure it all out. Yeah, in my head. It, it's complicated. 
<laughs> yeah, they, next time they do this, they need to plan out so they're not. Yeah, they just so need much. to start it a little earlier. Mm-hmm. Is what they have to do. But I mean, I understand that it was complicated. They had to send Sheeta to Japan, mm-hmm. and she had to set up all these matches with all these women from all different promotions in an arena that's not theirs, that's owned by another different promotion. Yeah, all during and the so, pandemic. So, yeah, I mean, I get it. She had, and she had to quarantine too. Mm-hmm. So. So hopefully next year they can actually get people here or, you know, give themselves enough time to film it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, oh my God, the quality of the matches has been incredible. I think people have been weirdly uh, harsh on the setting. Because, I don't know, have you watched Choshi matches? Yeah. Like, add like 15 people and that's (laughs) what regular Choshi matches look like. Anywho. They could be in a bedroom wrestling on mattresses, so chill out. Exactly. (laughs) That's what I thought it might be. Yeah, that would have been funny, though. I would have liked it just to see how pissed off everyone would have gotten online. But Oh, my God. It would have been a meltdown. (laughs) AEW wouldn't exist anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so this next segment, we had an FDR versus Jurassic Park video package. And I'm just going to break down what each of the You mean Jurassic Express? Um, You said Jurassic Park. Ah, basically the same thing. (laughs) Yeah, it's the same thing. (laughs) Okay, so FDR is saying that FDR came in with a lot of fanfare. People wanted to see them versus the Bucks versus Kenny Omega and Adam Page. But deep down, FDR always wanted to face Jurassic Express. And and they said, uh, because they are so different from them. They're the antithesis. And I actually like that because... I'm just going to analyze this one part a little bit because that when they were first debuting and before they had officially in air quotations signed their contract in kayfabe, they actually were calling out uh, Jurassic Express specifically on all the different podcasts. Mm -hmm. So they've actually been laying the groundwork for this angle months ago. Yeah, I remember like way listening back in to the, the summer. A, their AEW podcast, and they, they talked up how they really wanted to wrestle Jurassic Express. Mm-hmm. With Jericho, they mentioned it. With mm-hmm. uh, On the AEW podcast, they mentioned it. Like, on all the different ones. So it's, this is it's good. I like how they did this. And Jurassic, uh, Jurassic Express says that they know that they can beat FTR because had Tully not interfered back in the summer, they would have beaten them. And then Marco says, you kidnapped me, thinking that you were kidnapping the uh, the weakest link of the team. He says, aren't top guys supposed to be able to do top guy shit? <laughs> Which I liked that line. And then uh, they say that on March 3rd, Tully will be there. And it's FDR's belief that he's the greatest wrestler of all time. And there's nothing Jurassic Express can do that's uh, going to be able to beat him when he when they're aligned together. And then uh, Luchasaurus reminds them that uh, Tully's actually a really old man at this point, and uh, <laughs> you know, wrestling's kind of passed him by. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, let's not... You're being a little too kind to him. So I thought that was good. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Um, I'm surprised that this isn't happening at the pay-per-view. Yeah, me too. And it's That's happening... Like the only down thing I have about this whole thing is that it's not at the pay-per-view. And... I don't mind that. It's, I kind of like that they can have 
some TV feuds as well. Mm-hmm. That kind of reminds me of the um, best friends versus Santana and Ortiz yeah, that's feud, true. which went match. on for a while and wasn't at the pay per view. Yeah, and the only thing final is the match was really good. Sometimes they then after the pay per view they continue the mm-hmm. feud going, and you're like, okay, this shouldn't have like a to like a longer than a pay-per-view build. Yeah. Like after this, it should be a blow off sort of. But we'll see. I imagine yeah, we'll they're going they I imagine they're going to continue it once we get back from Revolution. I think so. This time without Tully and Marco and just the actual two tag teams. Mhm. Okay. So uh next we have the main event and that was Phoenix versus Lance Archer which was which was I thought was very good when I first watched it and I thought it was incredible the second time I, I watched I it. I love this match. This was one of the three matches tonight that I was just like, holy crap, they were these are all pay-per-view quality matches they're put given us tonight. And it is kind of a shocking match cuz you think if there was two guys you'd put in the in the ladder match at the pay-per-view it would be Phoenix and Lance Archer, mm-hmm. but you have them facing off each other, with each other, and I was, I was yeah, excited. It's Phoenix isn't well. We'll get to it, but it's not nuts about Phoenix. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah. So, what were your expectations for this one? Um, I didn't really have any because I didn't know, really know this match was going to happen until it kind of they started setting it up at the beginning of the show. Really. But, yeah, I, I guess I just forgot about it or something, but uh, yeah, I liked it a lot. I Once I figured this happened, I was like, oh, this is going to be good because when I was at New Japan two years ago for the Dallas G1, Archer wrestled uh, Will Ospreay, and their match was excellent. So it just made me think of that Archer with like a really small high flyer type guy. So I started thinking, I was like, this is going to be really good and probably surprise a lot of people. It was really good. Yeah, that's uh, that's not just wild. Um, so the story mm-hmm. heading into this one was that Archer and Phoenix have been in an uneasy alliance lately, um, often tagging with Pack, often tagging with Moxley, um, against the Bullet Club and Kingston's family. Um, but Tony heard the their demand to be in the ladder match for the face of the Revolution, so he said they can earn. Both of them can have an opportunity to earn their spot to be in it by facing each other. So that's how uh, it came together. It was uh, apparently Tony's decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and the beginning of the match is, unsurprisingly, Phoenix just comes out chopping, kicking, yeah. flying around um, like a little gnat. And and Archer's just swatting him down like a pinata. Just, mm-hmm. <laughs> fuck off. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, it's exactly it's exactly as you thought. Um yeah. it's uh it's Archer being the big powerful guy and Phoenix flipping all over the place, even though Archer can do his his top rope moonsault walk thing still every time he does it, I'm like, how? <laughs> yeah, it's just there's there's also just salivating tension to this match because you know that Archer can kill this man mm-hmm. if he could just get his hands on him. Yeah. But he can't get his hands on him. Mm-hmm. And and Phoenix is just like hitting him like four to one or mm-hmm. it's it's like a that's the ratio of the moves here phoenix is just like it's like 
the, your little character in a video game fighting the big giant boss. Yeah. And you're hitting him like 85 times, and then the boss hits you with the one death blow. Yeah, you have to roll <laughs> out of the way or you're dead. It's like a it's like a Dark Souls boss. Yeah, as I say, it's every Dark Souls boss. But yeah, this was so and, good. Uh, Jake got yeah, involved. Just... And... Yeah, so much cool shit. Yeah, uh, yeah Jake got involved. He knocked... Uh, Ray Phoenix off the top rope at one point, and Lance Archer is uh, standing on the at the outside of the ring, and then Phoenix runs and does like a outside the ring tope con hero over Jake to mm-hmm. hit Archer, knocking him sprawling. And yeah. as the match went on, you could see that Phoenix was game, but he was starting to slow down. Yeah, and Archer was just going the same speed the whole time. Yeah. Like his same methodical speed, he could just go forever because he just has that he's, much more strength than yeah, uh, than Phoenix. Human. And Phoenix is hitting the wildest things. Uh, he almost gets a near fall at one point where they go up to the top rope and hit. He hits a avalanche Spanish fly <laughs> against mm-hmm. that uh, Spanish Archer fly was and, nuts. It was so clean. Ins- like usually. <laughs> I don't know. Usually those kind of make me nervous because sometimes they don't look like they're going to go all the way over, but both of them perfectly rotated. It was so clean and so fast. And Archer's so big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's legit. Like two the, Phoenixes. Yeah. He's legit the best big man in wrestling. Yeah. He's like by far the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gets the near fall, the near fall off of this. And I was like, and I bit because everybody in the world thought that Phoenix was going to win this match because mm-hmm. everybody in the world thought that Phoenix was going to get to face his brother in the, in the latter match. Yeah. But everybody in the world was disappointed because yeah. <laughs> Archer, uh, he gets out of it and then just starts freaking yeeting, uh, yeah. Phoenix all over the ring with giant release suplexes that he's just mm-hmm. like, pinballing around the ring every time he does it then he hits him hits phoenix with a with a pounce a buckle bomb a choke slam and then the blackout yeah all in a row for the those were all the moves he needed to keep this little Mm -hmm. man down on the ground like it's just like the don't get up yeah stop getting up okay was slam and the all those moves like any of those moves could have beat somebody, but he mm-hmm. used all of them to put together to put down this little cruiserweight. Yeah, that that just won't just won't die. Uh, is Pac back in England? I think probably. Yeah, because he has been on in a couple weeks. But yeah, this but you never so know because uh, sometimes uh, they they play that into the storyline. Sometimes and then he shows up. He's just like, "You thought I was back in England?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he That's comes true. out and Yakuza kicks someone in the face. Yeah, yeah, because we still haven't gotten the Archer Pac match. Which I think is coming at some point. Which be Have we not fit. had that? Uh-uh. I don't think oh. so. Maybe I don't think so though. But I can't think. I can't remember well, now. It's not I happening at Revolution that. anymore because yeah. uh, Archer's going to Revolution and yeah. Phoenix, who's been in almost every single main event for the past month and a half, mm-hmm. is not in a Revolution right now. So I can talk about why I think that is when we go through the sheer fucking ton of matches yeah we have before to we go do that through. though i did like at the end that archer oh yeah t- picked up phoenix's like beat up body and fist bumped him 
<laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He he li- he grabs him by the head and lifts him up a bit. He's like, "Fist bump me." Yeah, he's like, "Respect, little man." Yeah, he even put that on his Twitter. He's like, "Respect to you, you little sob," or something like that. <laughs> Good shit. I like that. All right, so I have what are we looking forward to next week? Because is it? Yeah, next week is the pay per view as well. So yeah, mm-hmm. we have a ton of stuff happening next week because we have it's. We have well. First of all, not even next week. We have Sunday is mm-hmm. the uh, women's special on Bleacher Report. If people it's... don't know, this isn't BR Live, which you have to pay for normally. This is Bleacher Report. It's a website. You can. It is free. Anyone can watch it all over the world. Um, they will have it up there somewhere mm-hmm. uh, to stream, uh, and it's at seven o'clock on Sunday night. Um, is that's bleacherreport.com and there's three matches happening. The first one is Thunder Rosa versus Riho, that's the uh US semifinals. Oh and the winner Cannot will be wait for that. the winner will be facing uh Nyla Rose and I'm predicting Thunder Rosa goes through, but they could run back Riho versus uh um Nyla Rose from way back at the beginning of Dynamite and that would still be cool. Mhm. Um, the next match they have is Yuka Sakazaki versus Ryo Mizunami. Not the finals I thought they were going to have in the Japanese bracket, but yeah. one that I'm excited for nonetheless. Because Ryo's matches have been very much surprising me. Um, yeah. And she is actually the one I'm predicting is going to win. I have reasons for that. And part of that, it's it's the not fun thing where you look at who has engagements in Japan mm-hmm. and you line it up with when the pay-per-view is and you see like, oh, Yuka's got an event on the 8th mm-hmm. <laughs> or something like in Japan. You're like, she can't quarantine and make that. Yeah. So it's probably going to be Ryo Mizunami winning. I, I don't even like saying that. I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. But, Keep that to yourself. I'm just joking. Maybe I'll edit that out. I won't. <laughs> um, but also partially because, uh, and I don't know why she, she didn't appear more often when they could have had her, but when Rio Mizunami appeared or wrestled for AEW, apparently she was just about to retire. And mm-hmm. when she came to America and had those matches with AEW, it reignited her passion for wrestling again and has said that AEW has prevented her from retiring and it sounds like she has no commitments to anybody else she's the one person who has no commitments so it's very well within the realm of possibility that she wins and comes over and is in the finals at the pay-per-view so the the finals are at the pay-per-view I thought they were wrestling sheet at the pay-per-view sorry that's what I meant so when are they going to do the finals Finals is uh, next week. I'm so confused. I know. Oh, right? wait, 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 wait. It's the, it's the U.S. versus the Japanese next week on Dynamite. But when do when does Nyla Rose wrestle Riho or Thunder Rosa? Nyla. Fuck, you're right. Um, this is all online. Yeah, so Thunder Rosa is facing Riho on we Sunday. Two matches on Dynamite. Is it on Monday? 
that would be stupid. Mm-hmm. No, it's Thunder Rosa versus Riho, and then... Oh, yeah. Something doesn't add up here. I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah. All right. I was so... just thinking about that. All right. I will look that up afterwards. You're Perfect. right, because that math does not add up, mm-hmm. even though those are officially the matches happening on Sunday. So then that makes it sound like there has to be a match on Monday, which would be the finals, which doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. All right. So yes. anyways, <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> That's confusing as hell. This is why, this is how AEW has fucked up that tournament. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking confusing. Yeah. I shouldn't be having to do math to figure yeah. this out. Anyways. Ugh. All right. So next week we have the second qualifier match for the for the ladder match at the AW Evolution or Revolution is Dark Orders 10 versus Max Caster. I say Dark Orders 10's winning that. That seems yeah. pretty self-explanatory for for me and I will explain why in a little bit as we get through more of these matches. There's so many matches to run through. And then the last person in the ladder match is a surprise, right? Is going to be a surprise, yes. Um, It's going to be, what's his name, that just left TNA Impact. Yes, um, Ethan Page, Yeah, most likely. That's what I'm saying. Most likely. That's Mm -hmm. not what my heart wants, but that's what my head says, even though I do like Ethan Page. He's very good. Um, Out of all the possible people, he's the easiest they could bring in for it. Mm-hmm. Then we have Jurassic Express versus FDR and Tully. We talked about that. That's mm-hmm. going to be cool. That's going to be yeah. a lot of fun. Chris Jericho and MJF are going to have a press conference where they take questions heading into Revolution. That's just going to be funny. Mm-hmm. We know that's just going to be funny. I'm excited yeah. for that. Then we have Shaq and Jade versus Cody and Red Velvet. I'm really excited to see Jade. Um Shaq will probably do some funny shit, but uh, Jade's going to be impressive, and I can't wait. Yeah, me either. I'm so excited to see Jade. Then we have Hardy Party and TH2 versus the Dark Order. Um, That's Silver and Reynolds and Uno and Grayson, I believe. Mm -hmm. And then there's, yeah, the, the Japanese finals of the Women Eliminator Tournament is... What? That doesn't make sense. Because the Japanese finals of the Women Eliminator Tournament is on Sunday. Yes, it says the finals is on Wednesday. Wednesday? Okay. So, so the they... versus whoever must be somewhere. Yeah, I, I'm going to be able to find that for us. Mm-hmm. Ugh, this is annoying. Then on Monday, they could put it on Monday. Because here they have the, uh, Paul White will be commentating AW Dark Evolution on Monday at 7 p.m. So... I would think they could put the uh, U.S. final there. That seems like a weird place to put it. Yeah. Um, then they have Miro and and sorry. Now we're going into Revolution. Mm-hmm. So these are the amount the matches that were announced um, this week. So that's Miro and Kit versus Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. We talked about that earlier. That should be fun. Yeah. Um, if despite the wonky as hell build for that that match should be a very fun match to watch yeah it'll be a lot of fun it'll be enjoyable at the baseline Mm -hmm. okay then interesting we have uh uh revolution casino tag team match or casino tag team battle royale so that's where the teams come out 
selected you know how they do that uh casino battle mm-hmm. royale where they bring them out gradually yeah so they're doing that with the tag teams we haven't seen that yet yeah and the winner of this gets a shot at the tag titles down their line mm-hmm. and there are seven teams announced and there will be i believe they had said there will be more announced next week they're probably i don't know how many teams are going to be in it but i imagine mm-hmm. quite a few more um so far bear country's in it that's significant yeah. for them that they're all but uh, they are signed um yeah. nyla rose mentioned on a stream i guess on twitch somewhere that bear country is signed there they probably are waiting to announce that for revolution mm-hmm. um so that's exciting for them um then there's silver and reynolds uno and grayson santana and ortiz that's my pick to win um santana ortiz yeah they're my pick too especially if jericho and mjf win the mm-hmm. titles at revolution which i think is quite likely um then we have butcher and blade private party top flight and there's supposed to be more teams announced next week and i imagine at least one or two of those teams will be surprises as well so yeah. new teams joining they always do a new person mm-hmm. um with each of these i could also see uh since caster's losing their team being put in it too mm-hmm and let's not forget on Friday we have Mox facing off against Kenta mm-hmm. at NJPW. Yeah. So yeah, so this is the tag team matches where Phoenix could end up on the card. Yeah. Potentially with Pac. That'd be cool, him and Pac. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Um Yeah, because uh it can't be with Penta because Penta's in the ladder match. Yeah. And I think Caster and uh Caster and Bowens will end up in that match. Mm-hmm. Um, once Caster loses the qualifying match for the ladder match, so just why don't you talk about your hype for New Japan while I figure out what the fuck's going on with this okay. yeah, Eliminator this, Tournament bullshit? This Friday we got <laughs> uh, is it New Beginning? Yeah, New Beginning USA. So we're finally getting the Kenta and Moxley match for the U.S. title, which they've been building up to. They even I mean, it even spilled over to AEW for a bit, which I was actually kind of surprised they didn't bring it up during Mox's promo. But maybe they just want to build to their own pay-per-view. They still tweet about it, but they haven't brought it up on TV. Also going on in New Japan is they're building to uh, Naito versus um, Kota again, but this time it's only for the IC title. So I think they're finally splitting up both titles. And uh, a little bit of sad news is that Hirobu Takahashi got hurt. He'll be out for six months. He had to vacate the title. He vacated it last night. And they announced there's going to be a triple threat for the junior title between uh, LP, Bushi, and I think... uh, Crap, I can't even think of the... I can't remember. But there's going to be a triple threat match. Wait, LP Bushi and someone else, that's happening in on in U, on US soil? No, 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 no. I was oh, just okay. going through all the stuff that's been happening in, in oh, Japan. Oh, okay, okay. It's cuz did you hear me say that it's going to be Naito versus Kota at Castle Attack, I think is what they're calling it, but it's only for the IC title. It's not for both titles. Yeah, I hope that even happens cuz uh Naito hurt his knee. Oh. Figures. 
He's got bad knees all the time. Anyways. Well, <laughs> it, it looked pretty brutal, actually. Mm. He uh, he took a a nasty uh, knee sprain type looking oh, okay. thing. So they pulled him from one of the uh, castle attack uh, shows. Rotus, yeah. So, all right. So yeah, I have I've got confirmation on when the U.S. final is. Okay. Um, that is going to happen on Monday. Monday. So that'll be with Paul White on the uh on that show. Okay. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Um that's I, mean, that's I, I assume new. it's going to happen on that show because mm-hmm. otherwise it doesn't make any sense. Otherwise <laughs> they're just going to throw it up on their YouTube, which yeah, it's <laughs> got to be on that show. Which is actually kind of cool that could that'll get people to watch. It'll make you want to watch that first yeah, show. Yeah. People will want to watch Paul White. I mean, mm-hmm. it already spiked a uh, rating <laughs> for people yeah. thinking Paul White was showing up on Dynamite including myself. Mhm. Yeah, um, I thought he was going to be there too, and then he didn't show up. And I, was like, oh. I mean, defense to AEW, they didn't actually say he was going to be no, there. Yeah, because at first I was like, did they say? And then I went back and looked at all the pros, and I was like, oh, they never, They just said more info about it. They never they said, said he was going to be more there. More info about uh, Paul White, um, AEW Dark Elevation, yeah. and who his announced partner will be. And that was announced to be Tony Schiavone. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so. For the Women's Eliminator Tournament, Sunday, Monday, Wednesday. Okay. So every, uh, so, so much right. So we have essentially AW, um, universe stuff, Friday, Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, Wednesday, potentially Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If they show up on impact or anything. And also dark, like, holy, like every day. Yeah. The only day we don't have wrestling with AW talent is uh is Monday. Mm-hmm. No, that's a lie. Saturday. Yeah. So just ma- nutty. Make your plans for Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh this was this is another long one. Yeah. Um, we did we are under two hours right now though, so last Yeah, so that that's something. Longer. I guess uh I spoke a little quicker this time because yeah. I knew that we had so much to get through. Um, one last little shout out I'll do to one match that I, another match I did overlook from dark. That was very fun. Um, JD Drake faced off against, Mm. uh, Eddie Kingston. And I don't know if people know JD Drake from the Indies. He worked for evolve. He's actually appeared on NXT. Mm -hmm. He's a veteran. So he's not some young guy that they cut. I don't think he was ever really signed with uh, WWE brought in for a couple matches. Yeah, they brought him in as a veteran hand. Mm-hmm. Um, he's worked, I believe, he's worked uh, in Europe, in the UK as well. But he's uh, he's one of those. He's like he's Eddie Kingston. Yeah, he's Eddie Kingston two point yeah. and they he's just went to war. Eddie Kingston. Yeah, <laughs> they just went to war. They just chopped the shit out of each other. Mm-hmm. It was brutal. It was both their chests were bright red, like bordering on like going purple um it was a battle it's mm-hmm. so if you're gonna watch one like so the two matches from dark this past week that qt marshall versus uh jj garrett because he's a little mini uh scott steiner with complete with mullet and mm-hmm. the 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 singlet he looks awesome you can tell he's a little shooter mm-hmm. um and then uh the jd drake versus eddie kingston very good match 
All right. So I think that's it for us for this week because uh, I'm tired. Yeah. And uh, I need to have a glass of water. I'm mm-hmm. parched. Yeah. So we will see you next week. And after all, all that good, good women's wrestling. All right. See you later. See you guys.